0: It's a trap. It's a trap.
1: Hello and welcome to Radio TCX,
2: your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy.
1: I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Carson Ray.
0: Uh, well, hey, everyone, and, and it was a great weekend to play some X-Wing, so I guess, I guess now we got to talk about it.
1: And John McDermott. Hello, hello. And we've got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we had a, an exciting Gold Squadron podcast event this weekend with uh, a name you'll recognize taking the win here at the Hoth Galaxies Qualifier. We're also gonna be looking at uh, some points here. That'll be an ongoing discussion for us because there's so much to talk about. This week we figured we focus on just a lot of the new content that dropped and look at those point values where they ended up. Um, Yeah, lots to talk about today, so let's get to it. Well, I feel like we have to start the show off by talking about uh, the winner of the Hoth Galactic Championship Series Qualifier, uh, an event brought to us, of course, by our friends over at the Gold Squadron Podcast. Shout out to everyone there, especially Dionne, for running that stream all weekend. So I got to watch some great games of X-Wing as I reorganized my own X-Wing stuff. Uh, But we're not here to talk about me finally going through and realizing how many X-Wing ships I actually own. We got to talk about Carson. Carson, you won this event this weekend.
0: Uh, yeah i i guess i did uh, it, was, it was kind of a long weekend but um you know I, I guess if you get to play that many games uh things are going well
1: um uh, it was fun to watch you were streamed uh featured quite a few times on stream was it like how many times was it was it four times three times
0: uh i think it was the last
1: three games which was pretty fun to watch too and they're actually some pretty great stream games too if you have a chance if you're a subscriber to gold squadron on twitch I'd actually recommend, I think, probably your top four game was maybe the most interesting one to watch. They're all pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And, of course, um, Gold Squadron puts on a phenomenal stream. They've been doing that for a while. Uh, Quite the experts at this point. Um, so, So that's always fun to be a part
2: of. I, unfortunately, did not get a chance to watch, but I had Tim texting me live updates like, are you seeing this? Carson just did this. Carson killed the ship. And it's like, I don't even need to be watching. I'm just getting live feed from Tim, so... It brought, me back,
1: it brought me back to, like, well, there was a world I was doing where I, I think I live-tweeted a bunch. I was, like, simultaneously live-tweeting multiple tables that weren't being streamed. Yeah, I like, think that
0: was a Gen Con, because um, <laughs> I wasn't at that one, but I, I remember you uh, doing those live-tweets, which was actually
1: pretty fun. <laughs> well, and, like, people really appreciated it, but, like, man, it's exhausting. I did not, like, to give a play-by-play in 140 <laughs> characters was pretty man. rough.
2: Pour one out for the Radio TCX Twitter. Yeah. John, how's that going? You're in charge of that, right? You know, Andy made a joke about that last week, too. And uh, at this point, I'm not sure if it is a joke, if I'm actually supposed to be running this Twitter page. (laughs) I thought we let that one sunset. We will will dig it up one of these days. It's both,
1: John. You are in charge of it. We are letting it die, and it is your fault. I got to have some responsibility (laughs) for something on this podcast.
0: In the same same way, maybe I was in charge of it for like a year or two.
1: (laughs) We figured give it to John. It can't possibly be worse. Um, Sorry to everyone who follows us on Twitter or anyone who's followed us recently. I actually don't know. I don't know how many followers we have over there. Um, Anyway, though, uh, Carson, let's talk about some lists here. Of course, the runner up at the event, Catherine Sturgis. Huge congratulations to her. Um. Also running a really cool list here. Let's break down yours, Carson, and then we'll look at her list.
0: Uh, sure. So, I, I think the names of the ships um, I'm playing here um going to sound pretty familiar to, to lists I run kind of all the time. With uh, a
1: notable exception, a, not- a notable absence.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I had to go to just my second favorite A-Wing pilot. It's, it's a real disappointment. Um, but, yeah, so I have Rose with C-3PO, Jess Pava, uh, no upgrades there. And then Poe Dameron, the expensive Trigger Happy Flyboy version uh, with R4 Astromech and then Proton Torpedoes. And then finishing the list, uh, Lulo, you know, stayed at home and, and, and ZZ got to get on the board today.
1: And why was that, Carson? Because Lulo is legal in hyperspace as this was a hyperspace event.
0: Um, true, but the cards that, you know, keep Lulo alive on on one health or something aren't legal right right so heroic or lone wolf which i, I don't know I, I like to have some sort of defensive mods to, to keep that that for health to agility a wing around a little bit longer um whereas zz okay well if we can't take upgrades zz doesn't really need upgrades right it's got that double mod built in with the pilot ability um and, and it worked out just fine i guess
1: well, obviously it worked out more than just fine. You did win this whole event here. So, um but this list very much in line with what we've seen you fly before. I feel like you've that you kind of developed a reputation really securely as a resistance a strong resistance player. And you just keep reinforcing that, right?
0: Uh I guess yeah. I mean, it's a fun faction um and, and I don't know, kind of just loyal loyal to the cause there.
1: I think we'll dip into some conversations about some of the games you played, too, because you actually faced off against a fair bit of new stuff. I do want to talk about Catherine's list, though. Um, this one was really exciting. I was not expecting for—if to, someone told me why wings are hitting this final table— I wouldn't necessarily have guessed Rebel Y-Wings, but uh, this list worked out pretty good, actually, and this one's pretty cool. Uh, One of my favorite ships in here, Ahsoka Tano, in the A-Wing for the Rebels, with just Shattering Shot, which is a a new upgrade card that we've got, new Force Talent. And then along with Ahsoka, four Gray Squadron Bomber Y-Wings with Ion Cannon Turret and Connor Nets.
0: It's a lot of Ion. Um, And, okay, well, that's a... I don't know, kind of a high defense squad, right? Y-Wings are pretty survivable with the eight health. Um, And then, of course, Ahsoka is, I don't know, probably the most durable A-Wing with, right, evade and uh, three-force.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything with three-force, right? Three-force and three-agility. Oh, and white evade, evade, right? Um, And white evade, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that's really great for any control list, right, to have that survivability so that you have time for the low damage impacts of the control to take effect and create that advantage.
1: Now, John, not knowing the outcome of this event, if you saw Carson's list paired up against Catherine, who do you think would be the favorite to win? Just looking at that list comparison.
2: Uh, I mean, are you asking me if I'm biased? Because that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, I mean, we... I know how good the Y-Wings were with turrets at the end of first edition. I know they haven't been around as much in second edition, so I probably would have put my money on Carson anyway.
0: Uh, Well, you would have been in the minority on the stream vote for sure, John.
1: It was actually... And honestly, I was like, oh, this is rough for Carson. I mean, just having that many ion cannons out there... um, at the lower initiative too, so they can kind of jam up Carson potentially. And then basically as soon as one of your ships gets ionized, Carson, right? That's kind of it.
2: I've seen Carson be the underdog in so many games and win. So like nothing at this point surprises me and I'm not going to be a hater, so.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Always bet on Carson. We've learned that accurately. Um, The one thing I did want to bring up too, and obviously both Carson and Catherine played an excellent game. There, there was definitely, Carson's dice were pretty hot. Like, it's hard to say in those a couple of those early shots, like, things were definitely going your way. I think um, I wanted to, like, clarify that it was not just dice luck that brought Carson to victory here. I really did like your setup, Carson, because you did a really good job of setting up that range 3 shot initially where those Y-wings weren't really doing anything to you, and you laid out, I think, uh, two shields, or shields off of two of the Y-wings, which you ended up killing the following turn. That was kind of key in that game.
0: Right, and, and I think it maybe looks okay that's pretty lucky when you roll like a proton torpedo and it comes up uh, all hits but but that was like a target lock focused proton torpedo so like four hits is pretty likely there um like <laughs> getting the four natties is not that much of an outlier uh with with the mods i did have
2: I had no idea what you were playing against, and Tim, like I said, was just texting me these live updates. He's like, two Y-Wings are dead. I was like, am I supposed to be impressed? Like, (laughs) I had no idea you were going against four of them with turrets and bombs and then Ahsoka, so now now I'm impressed after the fact.
0: Well, and it's like, okay, if you do have the higher initiative, like, what you do need to leverage is, okay, well, can I take some of them off before they get to shoot back, right? Because she's got uh, more ships on the table than me, right? So if we're just trading shots, okay, if I destroy one and then they get to shoot back and destroy one, that's Uh, that's not great. Um, I'm eventually going to run out of ships if we trade one for one. And and so you have to kind of create ways to mitigate, um, the offense coming back at you. And well, taking shifts off the table is one way I, I wasn't expecting to get both of them. Uh, but I think getting one was kind of a reasonable objective.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it was a pretty big swing early in the game where you knocked out two of them before they got to shoot. Um, and to, to Catherine's credit too, like going for the aggressive Ahsoka block, I really respected, um, Poe just slipping in with that one straight and then the barrel roll that, I mean, that was just hard to watch, right? Cause it just kind of set that Ahsoka out of the game for a couple turns, which really did not help.
0: I, I like to think that, uh, quite a few of my games were decided by Poe doing a one straight when someone expected him to do something else. <laughs>
1: It works, though, sometimes. Sometimes that's all you need, just like, and yeah, that worked out there. Also, too, always having to remember that when you have those S-foils closed, if you're firing a proton torpedo, you do not take the penalty. That is pretty clutch.
0: Yeah, no, I actually did, uh, before doing that, did uh, double check that S-foil card, just to to make (laughs) sure. I was like, I'm like 99% sure this works, but let's just double check. Yep, just says primary. Awesome.
1: Uh, again, though, huge shout out to Catherine there. Obviously, making it to the final table, especially with just a bunch of rebel Y-wings, is pretty impressive. And i like to see some representation from Ahsoka that is, like, one of my absolute favorite cards right now.
0: Well, and, and with that shattering shot there, right, with the ion, and, and she brought, like, the big rocks and did a pretty good job, like, okay, trying to put um, opponents in in that asteroid field. There's a lot of things all working together in that list. Um, you know, corralling them with the ions and Ahsoka.
1: OK, well, then we get to
0: have that increased damage output when we're near the rocks.
1: Some other great lists, though, I actually uh, wanted to look at a selection of the list from the top 16 from this event, because um, I think they represent some of the great new stuff that came in the recent expansions and some of the cool list archetypes you can build with them. Uh, So let's go first. Let's look at uh, top four performer, Mike. There were two mics in the top four. Uh, We almost had, if if things alternate timeline, it could have been a battle of the mics at the final table, but that's a different universe. That's not where we're at. Mike Messiah, though, running Major Von Reg with Daredevil, a combo we've seen before, but we've also got the new Kylo Ren in the Thai Whisper with that enhanced jamming suite config. And then we've got Grudge in the new TIE uh, FO bomber with thermal detonators, as well as a uh, generic with electro chaff missiles and thermal detonators. Thermal detonators kind of being the bomb of choice, it seems right now.
2: Still. I like this list. This is a fun one.
0: Well, and so this is um, like, it, you know, feels pretty comparable to mine, right? This is a first order mid-range list, right? We have, okay, Von Reg at I-6, Kylo at I-5. Uh, and then Grudge and the Simar Jamus at Initiative Two. Right, so a whole bunch of initiative levels and, and kind of doing a bunch of different things. We got a, a pretty mobile Vonreg with Daredevil, Kylo doing weird uh, whisper stuff, and and then the two uh, FO bombers there. A lot of different moving parts, and kind of allows you to play. I think against a lot of different opponents.
1: John, as a uh, fellow First Order aficionado, how are you feeling about the new Bombers in particular, uh, especially now that we've got points for them?
2: Uh, so, I mean, having, s- I guess, heard, rather, uh, how they performed over the weekend, um, Carson giving us some updates, and then just seeing them appear in the top four, um, I think they're they're going to be a pretty decent addition to that faction. Um, I'm, I'm personally not, like, a big bomber myself so I, I probably wouldn't take a bunch of them but they do seem to be good and I think we'll see more of them in you know maybe some cuts and definitely just in more tournaments here in the next couple months
0: well, well my impression is that the bomber is better than the whisper Ooh, making some claims now we'll see how that one ages uh, <laughs> but uh from just this weekend that that was my takeaway I'm all in on FO Bomber.
1: Well, the FO, so the TIE SE Bomber, which is the FO Bomber, um, is not actually dramatically more expensive than a classic uh, Galactic Empire Bomber, uh, but they've got some distinct advantages, a big one being those two shields, something I cannot discount. Of course, the classic Bomber only having six hull and very susceptible to crits, especially crits that kind of just like completely cripple what it does. Like, I think, like, panicked pilot just kind of shuts it down.
0: Yeah, panicked, blinded, right? Like, a whole bunch of crits, weapons failure, none, none of those things the bomber wants. Um, and and I, I do agree, those those extra shields, um, pretty important. But I think what it what is more um, interesting about the bombers is, of course, that system phase white boost. Like, these guys have so much uh, speed and mobility. Like, okay, well, and they can actually keep up with uh, Kylo and Von Rake. And like getting to boost out of the way, and and then drop some bombs or thermal detonators or launch an electro chaff missile, a uh, whole kind of range of flexibility that your opponent has to think about. Um, and then grudge, of course, giving you those rerolls for the thermals, uh, pretty great.
1: Yeah, I think grudge is going to be definitely a key player here, um, giving a lot more reliability to bombs, especially thermal detonators, which can you know be a little hit or miss there, literally. Um, adding that extra reliability just makes him so much more potent and you can fit a lot of these in a list actually. Right.
0: And Mike did a pretty good job trying to hit Poe with that electro chaff missile. He did like the bank boost three bank, launch it out towards Poe and Poe just evaded it with that one straight. Um, And so that's like a huge control piece, right? No action can't be coordinated, get jammed. Like you really shut down a ship for a turn.
1: I'm, I did. Re- yeah. So I really liked uh, Mike Messiah's list. This actually might be the one I run when I'm flying tomorrow. It looks pretty cool. Some variant. I feel like the two two bombers feels like the right amount right now, because also that's the amount I own right now. So that mm-hmm. kind of makes it the ideal choice. Uh- well,
0: and I like the the grudge Um, and then the other one having the electro chaff means, OK, well, there's a different reason to target either one. And, and I think that's a pretty clever distinction there.
1: Over in top eight, looking at another interesting First Order list, we had Michael O'Connor, who was running uh, five of these new TIE SEF First Order bombers. First one being Grudge with Cluster Mines and Thermal Detonators, and then four of the generic Sinar Jamist test pilots with just Cluster Mines. Um, I don't think you played Michael, but you did actually play this list in Swiss, right, Carson?
0: Yeah, this was round one. I played against uh, Ben Lorcan, um, who's flying, I think, the exact same thing. And, and that was uh, my first loss of the weekend. Uh, it's a very good list. It really uh, leverages, okay, well, these bombers can be all over the place. And uh, cluster uh, mines, well, those are uh, some big area denial. And hurt pretty bad when Grudge rolls
1: them. One opponent you did actually play in your first round of the top cut, so top 16, Andrew Oler, who was uh, flying the only other resistance list in the top cut, I do believe.
0: Yeah, you know, it's always, I don't know. You, I always root for my other <laughs> resistance players, and it sucks to to knock them out. Um, and, and Andrew had a sweet list. Okay, so uh, Jess Pava, that's great. Um, but he's got four of the new Y-Wings as well, all at Initiative 3.
1: Yeah, so these are definitely Y-Wings I expected to do well, and um, they're p- pretty good. They've got some great stuff going on. Um, I was having a hard time deciding what I was going to fly first at my first uh, game night this week. Whether it be those new Y-Wings, because I do love the Resistance, too. Like, sequel-era stuff in X-Wing is pretty hot right now. And, of course, Jess Pava, uh, a staple, as you're familiar with, Carson.
0: Uh, right. And, and what I liked was, okay, well, we're using Jess here, right? That gets good rerolls. But then, uh, Lega gets to be a little bit like Jess, getting those uh, free offensive rerolls with all the other Y-Wings getting the calculates using the engine upgrade. Yeah. Um, with that Y-Wing ship ability.
1: Yeah, and I think that, like, to me, that really gives this ship its edge, and I think is actually a compelling reason not to take the wartime loadout config. Like, engine upgrade on here and just being able to reposition and get a little bit of mod, like, gives you so much flexibility, right? One of the nice things about both of these ordnance carriers for the first order and the resistance is, like, they have a lot of repositioning flexibility, um, which is really strong. Obviously, the y wings being able to use turrets, and flex that so you can throw them off to the side, get a boost, and then still get a mod so you can potentially block and shoot in one turn at a lower initiative. Pretty good. Right, and
0: and what Andrew was doing was, okay, well, kind of launching those Y-wings really far forward, getting those blocks, and then just circling around, right? They can circle really well if they're just banking or turning and then boosting, right? And, and, okay, well, they get a boost and get a calculate, and that's not stressing them, right? So their whole dial is opened up um, kind of every turn, which is, is really powerful. And this was a pretty close game. It was really fun.
1: And, of course, we're only scratching the surface of what was shown up in the top 16 there. Definitely check out over on List Fortress if you want to see all the list from the top 16 cut at this event. Lots of cool stuff up there. And and it looks like, you know, this new expansion, It's it's never clear if the new expansions are going to have a huge impact right away Um, because obviously there's still just a lot of excitement when there's new ships, so people want to fly those out. Uh, But from what I saw this weekend, there's a lot of strong players here, a lot of good different pilots for each of these ships, and um, I'm expecting them to continue to be up there uh, performing well at big events.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was a fun event, and and it was really fun to see um, a bunch of new stuff all over the place. I I feel kind of bad. Like, I didn't really fly anything new, and, and, you know, my... (laughs) My list wasn't even that exciting with the points updates. Like overall, I think it net went up two points. Uh, so it's like, okay. Um, but everyone else had coolest.
1: Well, right. Like it is impacted by the points in that it wasn't very much impacted by the points. Like that is kind of extra value added to it.
0: Yeah. And Rose is totally fair at twenty, going up three <laughs> points. Yeah, still great.
1: Super reasonable. Bid doesn't matter anyway. Who cares? Sure. And of course, let's talk about a little dive a little more specifically into the points for some of these new ships. Um, We're obviously not going to go through every pilot and every point list because that's not really the style we have here on Radio TCX. I did want to catch both of your guys' opinions on where some of these point values ended up for the TIE Whisper, for the TIE SE Bomber, and for the uh, new Resistance Y Wing, Um, especially those ordnance carriers because I think those point thresholds landed a little bit lower than I thought. Like, let's look over at that tyfo bomber.
0: Um, well, the thing that really has me curious in the comparisons is that Sinar Jameis test pilot at 31, right? And, and, of course, we want to compare this to the Empire bomber, uh, the other six-hit point, two agility bomber, but at, at 27 points.
1: Right, and that gives us kind of a clean comparison because um in a, lot, in a lot of ways these bombers are very similar but they're the obviously the uh, more advanced signer James test pilot and the SE bomber has some distinct advantages and you don't pay that much more for them because you get you know still six hit points but two of those are shield they're not all whole plus you get that boost not only access to boost but the uh white boost like that's a huge jump for four points well
0: uh, but I think four points is a big difference in an ordnance carrier. Because um, that's that's like a bomb you could get, um, and it's so, okay. Well, is that extra boost and shields is that worth the difference?
2: I think having that option in the systems phase to boost before or after dropping a device is huge, and to me, definitely worth a four point increase. Yeah, the the two hull points as shields are nice, but that extra flexibility, you know, if you've got larger things like cluster mines or conner nets, like that can go a long way. You know, you, you risk maybe even hitting your own stuff, or if you get that boost in, you're for sure hitting something. Like, that feels pretty good uh, and definitely worth the extra points.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I'm at now, looking at them, uh, and, and I think a week ago, it was, it was maybe a little bit more like, okay, that four-point difference, I don't know, that maybe is too expensive. They're going to lose out on what they can take. Uh, and, and they are going to come in at, at more expensive than, I think, Imperial Bomber builds, but they are going to do a lot more on the table. Mobility is is worth it.
1: You know, in a way, I kind of feel like the uh, shift away from bids also, like tangentially, kind of benefits them because if you're going to run like a mid range list, we're going to do maybe TIE Whisper Kylo and uh, Von Rag or something, and then pair a couple bombers up with that. You kind of actually have extra points to play with because you don't need to care about the bid. So suddenly, adding in extra bombs or ordnance seems a lot more viable. And more than anything, I feel like just having a bomber that's got a lot of extra bite um, can actually help protect your aces too over in the first order faction. Because I feel like a lot of the mid range stuff like I've run in the past is you know tiefo baselines or like non non loaded out TIE SFs to complement Kylo, and like those are cool, but they're not a huge threat. They're only kind of a threat in mass. Whereas these guys can carry some pretty powerful ordnance. And like your opponent really has to decide, well, massive damage might be coming from the bombers or it might be coming from Kylo and I have to pick a direction.
0: Right. And there's things like the targeting synchronizer you can do in your list right, to help your higher initiative pilots um, support these um, maybe lower initiative bombers as well in getting off those munitions.
1: And just having these at, you know, a pretty narrow point bandwidth here from 31 only up to 36. Like, there's a lot of great options here. So if you want to go generic, they're really inexpensive. And if you want to throw in something like Breach or uh, Grudge, like, you've got some great options here.
0: Well, and I think, I mean, we saw a lot of Grudge in the field. I I faced a few different Grudges. And, yeah, that, uh, that chip, I think, is a, a pretty big value. It's You know, it's, it's on the low end of initiative. Uh, and high-end of price point for this ship, but rerolling all of the bombs in range 2, uh, in both to deal more damage to your opponent in and, and protect any of your ships that end up in the radius, uh, is really valuable, and uh, kind of opens up some different options, too, where you don't have to necessarily get out of
1: uh, the way. Looking over at the TIE Whisper, though, um, I was kind of shocked that actually Enhanced Jamming Suite, the config for the TIE Whisper, comes in at 0 points. Um, That was kind of shocking to me because it seems really good.
2: I think, I mean, it does follow the trend of configs coming down to either zero or being fairly cheap. I mean, for a few exceptions, right? But uh, you're right. Like it effectively doubles the amount of actions this thing can do, or at least the amount of action options it has. Being able to do all the different things into jamming and having it all be white uh, is super good. Well, and such an insane pairing, too, with the three-force Kylo Ren, uh, where you
1: can jam yourself to get an extra defense die with the effect of the config. Um, and then you still have three-force on Kylo, which three defense dice with three-force, like, you're you're probably going to be okay. I'm
2: not going to lie. I actually like this version of Kylo better than the Silencer version. Uh, which, is, right? That's kind of incredible. Like, I'm excited to get it out on the table. I haven't actually flown this
1: one yet. But, like, I love Kylo and the Silencer so much. But this one is really giving him a run for his money.
0: Well, and, and 63 is a really good price point, and, and I don't think it really
1: needs much upgrades.
0: You could just take 63 uh, points and, and just throw on that zero point uh, enhanced jamming suite uh, and call that an ace there, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, top four on Mike Messiah's list, that's what he did. Like, it's just that one upgrade, and that's it, and he did great. I do
2: like him with uh, that new Malice Dark Side upgrade, though. To For sure. Those, it's really good. To make those crits a little more uh, dangerous. Just six points, right? And so it's like, yeah, if you have the points, go for it.
1: Uh, it's great. Some extra spice. But yeah, having the jamming suite be at zero points, like, so on Kylo, it's a great compliment. But if you also just want to run generics, which are pretty inexpensive, like 44 points for the Red Fury Zealot, um, then they're also great
2: control sh- control ships, too. Like, these things are super adaptable. Honestly, three of the Red Fury Zealots with the config and then maybe something like Von Reg, I think has some legs. Uh, You know, we're only a couple days into it being on the field, but um, that's something that I've considered trying and have in my launch bay next a list of things to try. So, um, you know, that's that's a lot of jamming you can dish out and, you know, Von Reg can hit pretty hard if you get him in the right position. Giving me a pretty compelling reason to pick up at least one more of these expansions. See, I want four of the whispers, but I don't want eight bombers. But you (laughs) do need five bombers, right? (laughs) Got to split it. You guys can work
0: out a system. Get get five bombers each,
1: and we'll trade. We'll trade the whisper every other weekend. Um, Or you can can have Tuesdays and Thursdays and alternating Saturdays. That kind of stuff. Uh, We also have, of course, the new Y-Wing here with a crazy amount of pilots. Uh, What I thought was interesting is, first of all, pretty inexpensive overall. The Kajimi Spice Runner, lowest end, coming in at just 31 points. And then a lot, even the uh, middling initiative named pilots, all fitting kind of in that like 33 or 34 points for most of the named pilots. Right, with with a few outliers there. (laughs) Yeah, so Zori Bliss at 40 points. kind of the, the ace as far as the ship is concerned and then Teza Nas at 37 but um relatively tight point spread and a pretty cheap generic
0: well and, and I think maybe financially a little cheap too because because you're only going to need to pick up two packs of these to, to be able to run the four Y wings with Jess right I I think these are pretty great and yeah like you can have the cheap generics the the Kim Ji Spice Runner or the New Republic Control um I, I kind of like the the control at, at 32 points. I think that's really efficient, right? Dorsal turret uh, plus engine upgrade for 36. Like, that's a really cheap ship. Like, you could just take one of those and slot that into a lot of different lists. Uh, And, you know, it's a ship that moves a little bit differently on the board. It's got that turret um, and and can move pretty fast. And, okay, there's a bunch of other good stuff at Initiative Three. You know, if you are going in on the calculate strategy, which Resistance now has some of that, right? With the Y Wings, you could throw rows in there. Also, Initiative Three. Uh, so I like Lego a lot, and then man Zori at the top end, like that's I got a bunch of different Zori builds sitting in my launch bay next, right? We're waiting to to find some table time of, okay, what can I do to get this double modded initiative five uh, Y wing throwing some proton torpedoes?
2: Honestly, I'd like to see more of this trend. You know, we see a lot of these middle initiative and named pilots have either the same or very similar point costs. And I think that's just super interesting from a list building perspective um, and would be really curious to see that in more new releases going forward.
0: Well, exactly. And I think going to like kind of full 200 point list building moving forward is also going to open that up, right? Because if you're sitting at like, okay, 197 to you know 199, well, you're going to look at, okay, could I throw on a one or two point upgrade or could I look at, okay, oh, can I, bump up one of these pilots to a named one um and, and get some extra useful
1: ability there as well yeah which is like functionally like adding an upgrade
0: right i mean because Lega one point more than a new con- republic control right and and if um you already have that in your list right some calculates even if you have just one other y-wing getting calculate that's a pretty big upgrade
1: all right, so between these three new ships, guys, now that we have the points, which one has you the most excited to try out this week?
0: Um, as much fun as, as those bombers look. You know it's uh, got to be the, the, the ship that uh, belongs to that uh, resistance
1: faction. <laughs> of course.
2: I'm going to go with the the uh, TIE Whisper. I just think uh, aesthetically it's very appealing to the eye. I'd like to get it on the table, and I like all of the potential tricks it can do. Um, and I just like the option of having a new Kylo Ren to play around with. So that's what I'm more excited about.
1: See, that's really interesting because I think as much as I'm excited for a new Kylo Ren, um like that pilot on my own would maybe be my pick, but overall I'm really excited about the bomber because I think it's really actually adding a lot of value to the First Order faction, definitely filling out a missing slot that they've needed for a while.
0: Um and, and maybe controversial, but I I think that that bomber looks better than the Whisper. I think I think it's a cool looking ship it's, with the it's pretty cool. pointed out S foils. Yeah, no,
2: it's pretty rad. You're just saying that because you're scared of the Whisper, and you don't want people to fly it, because then you can't keep winning Gold Squadron tournaments. <laughs> uh,
0: listen, I lost to the Bombers. I did not lose to the Whisper.
2: <laughs> it's early.
1: There's time. It's plenty of events for you to lose, Carson, in the coming it's months.
0: true. It does happen, guys. <laughs>
1: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. If you like the show, please go on to facebook.com
2: slash TCX and like our Facebook page. Please consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen.
0: And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash TCX and become a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us, and thank you to everyone who's already
1: supported the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.